got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. Study the problems of our people for a period of time and then come up with a new analysis and give us some new ideas and some new suggestions as to how to approach a problem that too many other people have been playing around with for too long. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got a big surprise for you. Yes, you! Once again, it's your homeboy, the big homie Tone Capone, and I got the pleasure here of being with Mr. Marketology, Jeff Bill. He's a market strategist in business for 12 years, internet marketing enthusiast. He's been on ABC, NBC, and Wall Street Select, themoneyshow.com, just to name a few. Um, Jeff, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody listening here uh, to D News a little bit about yourself. era for a few years now, I would say 12 plus years, and have helped companies from small businesses all the way to Fortune uh, 100 companies, uh, help them with their marketing strategy. And really what I found is that marketing is a fun game that we can play as long as we keep it practical. Uh, a lot of times we get so caught up in the newest uh, technique, newest toy, shiny object out there, uh, the buzzwords and so forth, and we don't really stay true to ourselves or our business and our marketing. So uh, my approach is a little little bit different in the fact that I call it the marketology. That's why the name is Mr. Marketology, that there's several different marketing methods out there that you can combine uh, for the goal uh, that you may have in place. Uh, and, and it really is it's, it's a method to it. So that's pretty much a little bit about me um, without going into too much detail and boring the audience. Right on. And one of the things I want to talk to you about today, since we have you on, is there's a lot of small businesses in the urban community. And those businesses, a lot of those are service, you know, in the service industry, cleaning businesses, construction, yard care, uh, things like that. What ways do you think that these businesses can leverage being online other than just going ahead and setting up a website and doing that just to feel official? Well, I would say there's a couple of ways that I would uh, highly recommend. And one you just mentioned, setting up a website. But uh, in a way that your website is not only your brochure, which most websites are just your brochure, but it's actually your assistant. And um, the way to set that up would be your website has a, a way of them contacting you. It has a way of them interacting with you uh, in communications. And it has a way of evangelizing what you offer. And so if you set it up in that way, uh, it can work as a great assistance in where uh, someone can hear about you, they can go to your website, they can learn more about you. Okay, that's a traditional website. But then they can also interact with you. And that's combining it with either some chat or social media components or things of that nature, but they can interact with you to know that you're an actual business that's uh, interested in them. And that's the key. That's where most businesses fall short is they care so much about their own business that they don't care about who they serve. And so they don't want to talk to their audience. They don't want to communicate. And it's being portrayed by the way they do business. So if you interact with your audience, uh, it gives them an opportunity to get to know you. And people do business with who they like and trust. So um, that gets that. And then the, the next way 
would be is your your assistant in the sense that if you want to set up appointments, uh, if you want to uh, take payments, things of that nature, your website can help uh, automate some of that process uh, and help you in generating income. So the website, that, you know, is one aspect. Another aspect would be your social media platforms. Um, and not to get too caught up into if it's Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Plus, Instagram, Snapchat, and on and on, but figuring out your audience and how you can better communicate with them, whatever that platform may be, you mastering that platform and then utilizing that platform to get your message out. And when I mean get your message out, I don't mean the 1980s way, 70s way of getting your message out or even the 90s way of getting your message out. And that's pushing ads all in the people's face talking about buy my service, buy my product, buy my stuff. You know, that's the old way of doing it, the push marketing. The new way is you becoming an authority in your space because you know what you're talking about. And so let's say you said lawn care is one of the uh, service providers, let's say. So you talk about how you can have a greener greener lawn, um, how you can have this carpet fluffy grass out there. Um, you talk about how you can keep the pests out of your lawn so they don't bite your kids when they're playing in the backyard, things of that nature. And that becomes your talking points that when people actually interact with you, it's not just based on a price and who has the lowest price. It's based on the fact that you know what you're doing, they feel comfortable with you, and they're willing to do business with you because of that. Okay. Okay. I like that. That that was a great example, especially for like the lawn care industries and a lot of people out there doing that. And I can see what you mean by by getting creative and trying to create uh, some kind of way to to personalize it through your social media. And since you mentioned social media, big topic right now, especially in the urban communities is branding. A lot of stars on TV talking about branding. I was listening to something from Kevin Hart on, uh, on one of the radio shows where he was talking about how he was leveraging his Twitter and all his fans to promote his things and how he is a brand in himself. And since we're looking at that, especially in the African-American community, when we want to talk about branding, and we have a business, do you have any advice on how closely or what to guard for? Because we have things that we're doing personally on social media. And then let's say we put up something for our business and social media. How closely should the two uh, interact? I would say depending on your business, you should keep your personal and your business brand uh, separate, depending on how close it is. Now, Kevin Hart, his personal and his business are pretty close so he may interact, uh, interchange the two. But if you have, uh, let's say you're a physician, you may not want to have your business brand and your personal brand. And the reason I say this is because, especially in the urban community, our language sometimes can be misunderstood. And so with things that we may find humorous in the business world may not be accepted. And so, uh, for instance, I, I have some uh, um, friends that post some things from Ratchet TV, um, and you know, being Ratchet in the in the urban community may be accepted on an entertainment scale, and we may laugh at it. But if you are, have other, you know, business entities looking at you, or those outside of our community, in a sense where they don't understand the joke. Uh, 
it becomes someone that they uh, stereotype in a sense. Um, and so you put yourself into a light you may not want to be in in the business atmosphere. And this happens not only just with businesses, but it happens in personal as well. Um, nowadays, people, when they hire, they look at your Facebook, they look at your Twitter, they, they look at what you're talking about. And if you're talking a bunch of ratchet and you've got a bunch of pics of, of people on there, you know, either acting inappropriate or nude and things of that nature, you're killing your brand. And I say that you're killing your brand, whether it's your personal brand or your business brand, but you're killing your brand. And sometimes that's not something that you can recover from. So, you know, I I have always said, think of yourself as if you were running for president or you're a movie star. Because, you know, running for president movie star, every little thing you do is under the microscope. And so you may think something is funny and not even think twice about it, and then all of a sudden there's media backlash. Well, you just never know how quickly your business will grow. And then somebody, a competitor of some sort, digs into your profile, pulls up some old media or uh, social footage that you had out there, and then use it against you as backlash. So, you know, I, I just, you know, encourage people to be a little bit cognizant of what you put out there because once it gets on the Internet, you know, you've seen that commercial and laugh about it. It must be true. It was on the Internet. Huh. Exactly. People think that way. <laughs> Exactly. I think that's true. And that's a good point that you're making that we need to be thinking about, especially all the entrepreneurs out there, people thinking about starting businesses and such. When you have profile pics at parties or doing whatever you do in your leisure time with the friends and family, your homeboys, whatever, is to think about how that can affect your business. Now, we all want to do our thing and keep it real, but business is business. And, and if your business is interacting with a certain type of client, you have to step back and think about your representation to the client. I think that's a good point. I heard you mention earlier about becoming an authority in your field and whatever you're trying to advertise. And you mentioned about speaking about when, when you use the example of the lawn care. Do you have any other tips for a company or a way that they should approach thinking about representing themselves as an authority in their industry? get out there um, and you you know find out what works for you 
Some people like writing, some don't. Some people like video, some don't. Some people like audio, like what we're doing now with podcasts. Some don't. So find what works for you, and then find out who are the influencers in your space that work within that type of technique, and leverage them, partner with them, work with them, collab. Everybody looks at people as competition, when actually we're all collaborating. I mean, and if you look at it as if we're all collaborating and you work together, both of you can win um, by sharing your knowledge, uh, whether it's on your site, your platform, or it's on someone else's. Excellent. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. And that's something big within the African-American community. I think we need to look at and we need to change is the way you put it is this competition uh, type of attitude. Definitely there, there are things in the African-American community that are competitive, things like hip hop, um, sports that we look at as competitive, which is why I think a lot of times we ex- you see so many people excel at certain things. But at a certain point, I think we do need to readjust and work together because they're, let's take, for instance, the, the Jewish community. They've been doing it for thousands of years and they have it systematically locked down that it's ingrained in their culture that they promote each other's success throughout the community worldwide. And I think we need to take a look at that model that they have because it's successful and it's been successful and gear our community towards that with with more people like that. I think we're changing, but there there needs to be more done in that area. One last question for you here is there's a lot of things online that you can go look at that are saying, hey, SOE this will get you to the top of the page here. This this will do this for you. That'll do that for you. To the entrepreneur in the urban community with a small budget or just a few dollars set aside to try and get into the online space and be relevant, what would you recommend in looking for in the services out there? and your audience and figuring out what that looks like. The problem is everybody's going after the buzzwords. Okay, SEO and, and paid search and social media marketing and, you know, there's tons of them out there and they do work. All of them work, but they don't work for everybody. And if you don't know your audience, then you don't really understand what's going to work for them. So, you know, the key is first finding out exactly who your audience would be and and identifying them, putting them in what we call personas, so putting them into segments to say this is the audience and then understanding the audience for who they are. You know, this is the audience, this is the audience behavior. So let's say we'll use lawn care again. A personal lawn care may not look to social media for who's going to cut their grass. They may, but they may not. So there may be another technique that works best for them. Um, a person, you know, that's in entertainment may look to Facebook and, and Twitter and social media because that's good for their business. Uh, so you, you first find out who's your audience, who will your ideal audience be, what do they do when they're looking for whatever that need would be. So you can't identify the need if you don't know who the audience is. So you find out the audience, you find out what their need is, 
And then you find out the behaviors that they take most commonly to, to solve that, that need. So if that is to search Google, then SEO might be right for you. If that is to answer friends on Facebook, then that might be the right method for you. So you, you do that. And then you start looking at how can I have the most efficient way to bring back the results, whether that's in-house, hiring a firm, getting a consultant involved, you know, but you first need to do that. Now, I know that's the hard work. I know that is. But the problem is if you don't do that hard work, a lot of times in the long run, you'll spend a lot of time, a lot of money, and you'll come back with negative results. And then you want to blame the service provider. Well, the service provider identified what they wanted. They wanted you to pay them to provide the service, which they probably did. In most, you know, most cases they did. But since your audience wasn't receptive to what they were offering, it wasn't their job to say, you know, most businesses aren't going to turn you down. They're not going to say, well, I'm going to be honest, you can do SEO. And even if you rank, nine times out of ten, nobody's going to call you for that, you know. Um, they'll just say, yeah, we'll get you to the top. And, and the more you know your audience, you know their behavior, you can study the techniques. Because let's say SEO, I've been in SEO for years. Having you rank is great. It's a vanity play. But if you don't rank for the right keywords, you could be number one for something that doesn't convert and you'll make no money on it. So it's key to understand your audience to know what are the keywords we need to be number one for that actually convert. And I'll use an example uh, for that. I'll use two examples. The first will make you laugh. The second will be, oh, okay, I get it. You ranking for Tone Capone, how much business are you going to get? No, depends on what I'm putting out, but not much unless I... <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. the honest truth is most... Most people say, well, the SEO got me ranking for my name. Well, if they know your name, they can type in your URL. Usually they already know it. Right. You know, they, they have me ranking for my web address. Okay. If they know the web address, they don't need to search for it. They can type that in. Mm -hmm. You know, so, but they're happy that they're ranking and they're missing the point. That's a vanity play. So let's use the more realistic approach. If you're a car dealer and you rank for cars, you'll get tons of traffic. But nobody types in cars when they're looking to buy a car. So let's say you rank for a particular type of car like BMW. Okay, you'll get less traffic than cars, but you'll still get a lot of traffic. But you probably won't get a lot of people walking on your lot. But if you work, uh, rank for a BMW 750i in Atlanta, Georgia, or buy BMW 750i in Atlanta, Georgia, people that search for that, a little bit more qualified, and chances are you'll probably sell a car because somebody found you that way. And that's the whole thing. A lot of people look at that technique because they heard so much over the years about SEO that they just want to rank for anything. And that's not the name of the game. The name of the game, you know, I've, I've worked with companies that had SEOs do work for them and never give them a report. So they didn't even know what they were ranking for. They just... You know, well, they must be doing something. Just you took know. it for what it's <laughs> worth, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it's nothing against SEO. It's the fact that, you know, they really didn't research their market to see, okay, if I'm a user SEO expert, 
I need to be ranking for this because this is actually what a person would type in to leverage my business, you know, to assist them in whatever that need would be, you know, versus I'm just ranking. And same thing with social media. I'm just posting. That's fine. You can tweet all day. But if you're not tweeting anything that's converting, that's getting them, and what I mean by converting, I don't mean always sales. It can be an action. It can be signing up for a newsletter. It can be, you know, some sort of action. But you're not getting any type of engagement, then you can tell, you know, tweet all day, and you can Facebook all day. But, you know, I have a niece that has uh, a video that had 5 million views. Wow. It's not making any money. Exactly. Jeff Bill, everybody. Jeff, uh, Mr. Marketology, thanks so much for coming on the show uh, and dropping these jewels. Everybody out there, I know a lot of our listeners because of the interaction we've had with you on Twitter. You're in business. You're thinking about starting businesses. Take this information to heart. Go to MrMarketology.com. Jeff, if they go to MrMarketology.com, uh, tell them what they can find there to help them out. Well, um, if you're on the site, you'll see what, what I have is the marketing strategy session. And basically, I talk with other experts, and I also have solo ones where I share different marketing techniques. I share the best practices, the challenges. Um, so you can look at the uh, actual series and, and learn, educate yourself on that. Um, I also have consulting services there that if you need a little bit more assistance uh, in a personal manner, uh, I'm definitely available to help and assist you. Um, and uh, then other resources out there. So uh, resources that will help you with some of your research and uh, helping you better grow your business because that's really what my main goal is to help you grow your business. Jeff Bill, everybody, Mr. Marketology. Go to MrMarketology.com. Check it out. There's a lot of useful information there. Should you need more than that, his services are available. Go ahead, click on that. Let's stick together. Let's spread the word. As always, I'm your host, Tone Capone. Until next time, don't forget to hit us up on Twitter at The Real D News, or you can go to the website, GetTheNews.com. That's GetDNews with a Z.com. Check out the stories we got going on there. We got some great writers. I'm going to get out of here and find out where DJ Norinsky is because he's moving and he's supposed to be back in town. So he'll be down with us on our next episode. Oh, and as a matter of fact, don't miss it. We're going to have the Honorable Mayor Carolyn Strickland from my town, my city, T-Town, Tacoma, Washington is going to come join us. So check that out. We'll find out where Norinsky is.